0: Hey, it's Margot Tanto here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the windowsill. I am really, really glad you're here with me today. I feel like I just have a chance to sit down with some people that I completely admire and love and never get a chance to talk to. So today I'm doing that with Ms. Sarah Watts of Watts-A-Lot and many other fabulous business ventures she's been on and has put out to the world. A little bit about Sarah in a minute, but first I want to share with you the review of the week Thank you, Jay Fulstead, for leaving a review, and I encourage all of you to please do the same. This podcast is gold. I am a new listener and an artist and surface pattern designer who is just starting to venture out into the abyss of the business world. It's quite exciting, but very overwhelming. I found episode 27 on how to find the right customers and clients for my dreams and goals to be particularly useful and grounding for me right now. I want to listen to the episode again and take notes and action when I'm not doing my daily walking and stretching. It's gold. The women who speak are so genuine and accessible. I really felt like I got a supportive pep talk and solid business advice at the same time. I highly recommend this podcast. It's a breath of fresh air. Thank you so much, Jay Folstead. Really, that's the goal, as I say over and over again, to bring you information that's doable, manageable, and that you can take as your own, but coming from a place of real just, you know, kind of friends getting together and talking about what matters. So thank you. Thank you so much for finding it. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for being here. So a little bit more about Sarah. Sarah is an illustrator and business owner based outside Atlanta, Georgia. She graduated from Ringland College in 2008 with a BFA in illustration. She landed her first job at Carter's Oshkosh brand and then went on to design for International Greetings. In 2011, Sarah left the corporate world to pursue her work in art licensing and book illustration. And we talk about that. Sarah has collaborated with over 30 major clients ranging from brands like American Greetings and Hallmark to publishing houses like Penguin Books and Houghton Mifflin Harcourt. Sarah's current work is focusing on teaching Photoshop and drawing online designing fabric for ruby star society and running the stationary brand called crafted moon sarah lives in georgia with her husband scott and two daughters willow and violet they love halloween and hiking in the woods they hope to own a very creative and themed mini golf course one day sarah i can totally see that happening you know one of the really exciting things that we talk about is Sarah's Next Venture. You know, as creatives, we are always kind of dodging and weaving, aren't we? We're figuring out what's next. We're figuring out what we love and what we don't about our process or about the jobs we have. And sometimes we really have to pause and look at our skill set. Are we up to date with what's happening? Do we need to sharpen anything? Who can we learn from? Is it even offered out there? So Sarah has done a wonderful thing, which is figured out a way to share all that she knows about Photoshop with you. And starting today, if you're listening, if you happen to be listening today, Wednesday, August 25th, she has a free three-day course that will teach you a lot. And it also will lead into her 10-week Photoshop that's starting at the end of August. And if you're listening after that, I'm sure it will be available again. But anyway, learn from Sarah Watts, who is one of the most creative people I have the pleasure of calling a friend. Thanks for being here, everyone. And here is Sarah. Oh, hello. It's so nice to have you here today. I'm very excited. Yay. (laughs) You know, There's people that when I knew I was going to start this podcast were on my like, gotta make sure I talk to Sarah, that you're one of them. So I'm really happy because, you know, ever since I first saw you, it was actually, we were just talking about that. It was your first Sirtex because you were across from my friend, Tammy Smith. Yep. I remember that. You know, I'd spent way too long digging through my Instagram, going all the way back to the beginning to see if I could find pictures because I swore I had pictures, but was it 2013
1: or 14? Oh goodness. I, I want to say it was 13 or 12. Yeah. It had to have been 12 because my, I quit my full-time job in 2011 and then went right to Surtex the next year.
0: You were, you stood out, you were bold and brave and creative and daring. And you had your Miss Peregrines, wasn't it? Book cover that you were working on? Oh yeah. The Cavendish home for boys and girls. Cavendish home for, I remember it still. And you, it was still the time when people were just printing out like This is my art. This is a flat poster of my art. And that's what, and Sarah's booth had fabric and it had pins and it had sewn things. And you, I think you were wearing, so it was just magical. It was like a stage set. And I was like, who is this person? Who is this visionary? It was so cool.
1: Oh, that means so much. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I felt like Mary Poppins. Like I literally had, I drug everything up to New York by myself. I didn't have an assistant or anything at the time. So it was a lot of like, shipping stuff there and then i i stayed with some friends in in brooklyn and they uh they kind of saved me cuz my airbnb fell through and it was just a crazy trip but yeah when you saw my booth it was definitely like a eclectic thrift store of of print and pattern <laughs> oh, it was so
0: good and i remember there was that there was that good mustard color and black and yeah i still it was it really made a mark on my brain and you've done so much since then i just i love your path and your story. And I'd love to kind of have you share that was pre kiddos and pre fabric company and, and all sorts of things. So you're doing lots of great things now, which we'll get to, but tell me a little bit
1: about how you, how you got to be the creative Sarah that you are. Yeah. Um, I, I do like to start with my childhood because I think the way I grew up shaped my, my career a lot. So I, I grew up with two parents that were very loving and creative, but they both had uh, mental diseases and struggled with like addiction and financial things. So like we were very, we we were very low income. Like we got our, all of our food from like churches and donations and like we were, um, it was just hard. Like I think we moved like 20 times to- or 17 times before I was 18, just some Number that's <laughs> it's hard to remember, but um, I remember like we lived in every kind of place you can think of, like whether it was fam- with family members or uh in hotels or you know trailers, whatever. We we just constantly you know get kicked out of places and move to the next one. And um, I think that the one thing that I my parents always supported my art, they we always had something to draw with, and um my art was my escape. It was like the thing that kind of created alternate realities for whatever escape I needed in the, in the moment. Um, some, you know, sometimes we'd have to live in environments that weren't the best. So I would just create my own little worlds with my, my drawing stuff. And when we went to my grandmother's house, she always had like crayons and, um, we would do all kinds of stuff with that. And yeah, my dad was like, he would paint and draw and my mom was like super encouraging about everything. So I knew I was going to be an artist literally since I was a kid. I think that it was just something I always knew. I'm like, "Mm, I'm going to figure out how to make a living from this because I want to do something that I really care about. And I can see from my environment that there are ways to go about life where things can be really hard. And and I even don't even want to be at a job that I don't like. (laughs) I've always been like that.
0: You know, I really think there's, it's so interesting for me to to ask that question and to tap into people's childhoods or or you know really early paths because you often hear, you know, gosh, i was that kid that was drawing in the corner because that's how i could cope or i needed a world to escape in or i was outside, you know, creating little house plans with leaves and then i be- you know, i now i'm an interior designer, whatever that thing whatever that thing was, but i think the safe feeling of it or that pl- that comfort level that we can get even, you know, if you don't understand something, so you're doodling on the page while you're listening or whatever it is, or you're, you're trying to interpret, you know, I just think it sounds like for you, it set you on a course of that combined with knowing what you didn't want. You already knew you didn't want a job where you weren't satisfied or comfortable, or you didn't want that. So a situation where, where that felt that way. So that's, it's a crazy bonus, if you will, you know, silver lining. It felt to me the first time I saw you that you were saying, I'm creating my own, my own path here, my own, I was going to say box, but you weren't ever in a box. You were out of the box. So to me, to see somebody not afraid to say, oh, you might not think this is like the standard way to do it, but this is my way. Like that to me is like, well, in lights because it it shows bravery. I mean, I was going to say confidence, but it's not always, you're not always confident when you do that, right? It's just like, what do I have to lose?
1: Yeah. You kind of have to be bad at stuff sometimes to try it out. Like you're not always going to, not every idea is going to work out great. You're like, "Mm, let's just try it. And I,
0: (laughs) I think people have the false perception that you have to be confident or it takes like figuring it all out first, but I think quite the opposite. I think it just takes like tripping over something and oops, out it falls and there it is in front of people, you know?
1: Yeah totally <laughs> oh my goodness yes yeah and i i do think i've always had that rebel inside me like i i knew right when i got my first job i'm like not going to be here long it wasn't even that they did anything <laughs> you you were the same way huh oh my gosh i i if you're
0: not nice or you, it's not working there's it's just it's not worth it
1: yeah I, I my whole thing is like i i can't be anywhere where i feel trapped and it doesn't even like for some people, it's like, oh, my gosh, like I have this stable job with this insurance and all of these things. And for me, that is not worth the mental struggle of doing work and not always feeling satisfied by it or not having the schedule freedom. I think that that's where a lot of there's some there's some creative cor- corporations that are fantastic to work for. Yeah, for sure job for, but the ones that I worked at, it was very much like nine to five. And I just don't think that that's how people, whether you're creative or not operate, like to be, to be productive for eight hours in a row is.
0: (laughs) Certainly out of this um, crazy pandemic time. I mean, you know, I work with a fantastic company now who's kind and you know when you when you work with people whether it's in a company or or you're freelancing or whatever who get you and say like here's what we need but this time to work at home has has given many people who wouldn't have had that opportunity and many companies are looking at it differently but but overall we're kind of shoehorned into a a system that doesn't
1: always work for a creative mind totally yeah I mean, I remember my so my first job was well, okay. So we'll go back. I, I ended up going to art school um, at Ringling College in Florida. That place was amazing. It changed my life. So I like got scholarships and um, because of my parents' financial situation, they gave me a lot of student aid, like government aid for schooling. And then I worked like three jobs while I was at school and I was able to get through with, you know, some student loan debt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tiny, a lot. Yeah. a Tiny, a lot. <laughs> yeah, a tiny um, lot. But yeah, then I um, I got a job at Carter's and everyone teased me about it because they knew that I was like, the, I loved listening to like metal music and they're like, you're going to go draw cute animals for your first job. <laughs> that job was, my school didn't teach surface design. I was like looking for it myself. And I think a lot of surface designers go through this, like, yeah, um, it's just not a very, When they do have it in school, there's not a robust program that kind of supports it, which is part of the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing now. But yeah, I I, uh, got my first job at Carter's and I uh, started as an intern. My husband and I, yeah, we moved to Atlanta and that's where everything started. And I just did freelance on the side and because I knew eventually I wanted to do that. And then I worked at International Greetings and did that for two years and loved it. But anyway, I, I got a an opportunity from Blend Fabrics to do fabric. And yeah. I was like, I love sewing. I'm not the best at it, but yeah, I want to do a fabric collection. And that was enough for me to quit my job because I couldn't do both. It was like a conflict of interest. So. And they were in Atlanta too. So the portfolio reviews and everything were just like me driving down the road. <laughs>
0: uh. Yeah. And I think you put, you got yourself in front of so many people that way with your
1: fabric. Yeah, that, that was the, that was the beginning of a lot for me because the fabric industry is so community driven. And I feel like there's a fan, a fandom that happens, like people get all giddy about their favorite designers and we do the same thing about our favorite designers. Yeah. So that, that kind of opened the world of the the sewing industry to me. And then it was all history from there.
0: (laughs) True. I mean, you've done tons of, I don't know if even the right word is freelance. It's sort of your own studio work too. I mean, your illustrations have shown up on a lot of things and products and editorial and books and all sorts of things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Over time I did my first um, freelance on the side while I was at Carter's was doing book covers. I was fortunate enough to get an agent in college because she hired me for a book cover. And when she quit her, she she was an editor. And then when she quit, she started Red Fox Literary. So her name's Abby and she picked me up right when they opened. And so I've I've done like, I, I think it's like 25 ish book covers. That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I, that is. I can't believe it. And I, a lot of them were haunted houses and I'm like, well, I have lived in a few haunted houses. So <laughs> I've got a drawing for you, my friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I remember that. I remember that first one that with the iron gates and the kids kind of creeping in. Oh.
1: I, I got to meet the art director for that Lucy Cummins. And I, she was, she was so awesome. And then the art that I met the author too, uh, Claire Legrand, and her and I went we had a lot of fun in New York for a day. It was <laughs> uh, see,
0: It's so cool to meet like the people behind it all. You think like sometimes you think, oh, who that person's not really a person. Yeah, like who, but they are, of course. But it we just yeah. don't think of it as that because they they see it, they're a household name or a or a big deal or whatever. And then
1: and then they're just a person trying to figure it out, just like the rest of us. I know, I know. And yeah, like I had a lot of struggles with stuff because my school taught me how to do editorial illustration. And so I was trying to get into the whole like society of illustrators scene and like do editorial stuff right when I got out of school. And I just it wasn't me. I was a fabric nerd and a surface design nerd. And I it took some time to like build that up. But like, do do you know, Jessica Swift? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love her. She's one of my favorite people on this. Planet.
0: She's a beautiful soul. I love that girl so much.
1: Yeah. She doesn't realize how much she changed my, the, the trajectory of my career, but actually she reached out to me at, in Atlanta that she was starting this like surface design sisterhood. Yep. And I was like, oh, all right. She was, she was there with her
0: boots that very show you were there. I think that was she was there with her rain boots that year. And she, she started, she did her surface design course. Like she was the first person I knew
1: that put, put something like that out there. Yeah, she was. Uh, and then she had pattern camp too. Yeah. There's so many times where she has given me advice or told me something that set me on a new path. And I'm like, I actually feel like so many things came from just meeting her in Atlanta. And I'm like, thank you. I love you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know, there's so much to be said from our peers and the things we go through similarly. You know, you grow up in, you know, you're in Dallas, Georgia, or you know, there might not be like-minded, similar people going through the same thing, but you show up at a at a show every six months or you take a course online or whatever, and you meet these people that you can say one sentence to and you get it. They're getting it. Some of the people listening right now are, you know, they're nodding. And and I think. That for me is my most valuable thing about, about being in this industry and meeting the like minds because it keeps some sanity there and, and it, it helps move you each other forward. It's truly a gift, I think.
1: Oh, I think that's so true. It's like, I don't know, it feels, it feels very isolating to be a designer because there, there's not a whole lot of occasions where you're Sitting in a studio with a bunch of people that you're all working on the same project—it's just not always like that, you know. And um, a lot of us have been just staring at computer screens to do this. And when we get together at these different shows, like you know, like Certex or uh, Quilt Market or Quilt Con, it's like, oh my gosh, there's other people like me.
0: <laughs> I know. It's a good segue to say you're about to do something to bring more people together. I want to talk about Crafted Moon and some of the other things too, but. I just think this is a perfect segue because we're talking about those things that people with knowledge start to share. So I'm super excited, Miss Sarah, because you're going to, you're doing some of that. Tell us more.
1: Yeah. uh, So I have a, I have a course that I'm doing. It's the second year of it. The class is called From Paint to Pattern and it is a 10 week long uh, intensive course on Photoshop. (laughs) I think
0: that is awesome.
1: I'm so excited. I mean that there's it's there's a lot of mystery in this industry about like like text like keeping the textures of your artwork for like repeat patterns. And you have to kind of like piece together a lot of like Skillshare classes and like uh, different things that you find online to kind of get the whole broad overview of how you could create collections in Photoshop so my class is basically like, here is exactly my process. I have, I have an art process that I go by and it's called Spark. But what it is, is like, it's the, the framework that I use to kind of get through my collections. Cause I need to enjoy the process of creating a collection because from experience, I know that once it gets a dollar sign attached to it, it changes a lot. Yes. So for me, it's like, okay, how can I make this process like be in the moment and breathe life into some kind of memory or thought that I had? It's almost like creating a visual scrapbook. And, um, so I teach people my spark process and then I teach them Photoshop from the ground up. And it's scary to most people that, that program. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's, It's so much fun. It's just that it doesn't, not as uh sexy as adobe illustrator i worked in illustrator for 10 years with my fabric and (laughs) it's so good for making designs and everything but i just wanted to have my watercolor stuff kind of show through so i switched over um well
0: it's it's pretty amazing to know both but i think with the process you have and being willing to go in depth from the ground up is going to be on the i'm my hand is raised. I am so in, (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) Cause I, I, you know, I think a lot of us just hunt and peck, or, you know, like, Oh my gosh, I have to figure this out or do this thing. And, but to get the nuances in and really make it your own, it's really important and it's really necessary. I think. Totally.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't know that you, so there's a few things that I'm, I feel very strongly about in this industry. I'm like, first of all, don't do what you think you have to do. I very much support people yes. that break the rules. Yes. <laughs> um. But one of the things that is not true is that you have to know how to draw. I actually thought that for a long time. And um, <laughs> yeah. the way I use Photoshop is like a collage program. So I see people like some of my students last year were so new to drawing and they did they just blew it out of the water it was crazy and i i got really emotional about it because i I was like okay you can you can be very new to drawing and and have the eye for something and that is really what matters at the end is that your eye is trained to yeah. see something that's you know visually pleasing
0: i agree i mean i really think there's that's where you have to start cuz i think if you don't see that then no matter what you're trying to implement it, it doesn't all connect yeah so part of that part of what you do, I feel like is train that because you have such a good eye and you're sharing that so other people start to see like oh yeah, I get this is what I see you know and it's just the the reoccurring reminder of that
1: yeah, really it really i that's one of the things that I teach towards like the second half of the class is like uh some design principles like there's some design principles that most people can generally agree on whether it's like you know, an abstract piece or a uh, realistic piece or whatever. Um, but there is just some things like spacing and energy and things like that that you kind of want to keep in mind, um, even if your drawing style is very, uh, you know, quirky or whatever. So I do teach that. I try, I think it's more about training your eye than your your hand with, with good art. And I love that so much. Yeah. I and I didn't always think that, but I would you have to be willing to dismantle absolutely everything that you were taught. Because you,
0: you dismantle and you start over and you look at you look at what you're learning and you look at what you're interested in and you look at what appeals to you. And then just the most amazing things come from that because that's where you start to break the rules, right? Yes. And find your own, make your own rules.
1: Oh, I love that. Yes. I yeah, I always think of it as like, okay, I'm gonna learn all the tools, all of them. This is what they teach in in art school too. like learn everything and then focus on your style. But for me, that's like, I think you learn everything and then you literally throw some of them out of your toolbox and then you just take the light load that works for you.
0: Uh, Are you listening, people? Because it's so tempting to keep all those tools in your toolbox.
1: Yeah, you don't need them. I think I literally worked. I, I figured out that I liked drawing and ink. Um, in college at the very end. And then I just was like, I love that process. And then I love the process of changing it in the computer. So I don't, I don't play with gouache and acrylic and oil and all that. I'm like, I know yeah. how to, but I don't want to. <laughs> right. That's, that's,
0: it's so great to give ourselves that permission. I think.
1: Yes. You don't have to know all the mediums. <laughs>
0: no. You really don't. So tell me what you're excited about, about this class and you're, and the class is coming, but there's also a free, free class coming.
1: Yes. Yes. So, so the way that it works is um, like last year I taught people my spark art process to kind of get them excited for the course. But this time I was like, some people just want to know what Photoshop can do for them. And, I, so I'm doing a mini series that's free, and it's called Explore Photoshop. And basically, um, on August 25th, the first one releases, and then the 30 uh, August 25th, the 27th, and the 30th. So there'll be one that releases each time, and they're pre-recorded, so you can watch it on your own pace. But it's basically just to show you like how you can take something that's not a super rendered drawing and do like take it far in Photoshop. And then also, so this is
0: launching the day the course, la- the free course launches. So get on there right now and get after it, people.
1: Okay, so we're talking about right now, right now. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so definitely go sign up. There's a link in my. Well, we're gonna have a link in this podcast, and that's the best one to use because it's right here.
0: So that's starting today. So the three part art demo, explore Fo- Photoshop, yes. is then from that you'll learn more about the course that's coming up
1: yeah so and and you know that from the beginning like uh hey this is a celebration course to show you what this bigger course will be like um and you can just take the you can take the free one and then you know you know and go you're good you don't owe me anything however if you feel like oh my gosh i need to take this big class because that was too much fun then the enrollment for, from paints of pattern starts on August 31st. So it'll be the day after the mini series ends and it'll be open for eight days. I believe I have it on my calendar. So yeah, just a week. And then I only do it once a year. So it's because it takes, like we have a, this is the only time of the year where I kind of pull in a team of people. I learned the lesson last year that I needed more help, <laughs> but I kind of pull a whole team in and we, It's like live time. You get a lot of support from me and Q and A's, and then we have designers coming in to speak. We have some really
0: cool ones. Wow, really?
1: Yeah, right. We have Lisa Cogden and Jen Hewitt and Society.
0: I'm like, really? Oh my gosh, that right there is reason enough. That's so fantastic. They are so awesome, and I love that you're doing this free part, this free three part series. Because again, like you said, there's no. No commitment needed to anything beyond that. And you're that's very giving of you, but then you can get a taste of all the goodness that you can really. And where else really can you plug into somebody's brain who's been doing this very well and very successfully for many years, who's art school trained and world trained and life trained, who's willing to just spill it all? I think I'm 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 signed up. Like I can't even. It's not even open yet, but I, you've got me because like, I'm that person, you know, I kind of was on the edge when I was in school way back that Photoshop wasn't an option. And so all the times that I could have learned it on my own, I was busy, you know, running off to China, developing product or whatever that was. And I just didn't take the time. And so I, I really am a hunt and pecker. So I can't wait to learn more from you
1: yeah it'll be it'll be super fun i'm so excited yeah my my cheat my teaching style is um it's a little different um (laughs) i think that fits i I try to keep it fun and i do like i do sing and hum sometimes while i'm drawing um the students loved it last year (laughs) but i i feel like you can equally be uh you know, you can be doing something very serious, but you're allowed to have fun while you're doing it. You don't have to be like stressed out the whole time, you know? Yeah, and yeah. I, I'm hoping that that energy is like shared with my students. Cause I I'm like, there, there's just enough hard stuff in this world. And especially in this industry, when you start to work with different clients and things don't always go the way you plan. I'm like, you gotta have fun while you're doing it. right? You really
0: do. I mean, it's really not worth it if you can't have some fun, because otherwise you can go get a real job and get, you know, walk down those concrete halls to your cubicle and why not have some fun at the, at the same time. And so, but I want to circle back to the businesses that you have built for yourself because a class like this and, you know, dedicating time to yourself like that can lead to a way to make it your living. And you've done that. You've done that well. So can you share a little bit about the businesses you've built?
1: yeah yeah so when i was designing fabric for blend i felt like i was kind of wanting to be more involved in the industry and design more collections and so i just started looking around to see if there was another you know company i could go with blend was amazing but i just was like wanting to do a lot more in the industry at the time and i met melody and rashida in atlanta they came to speak at one of my classes i was teaching surface design And they critiqued all of my students' work. And I was like, am I in art school right now? But, like, my version where we're talking about surface design? (laughs) What's happening? (laughs) Yeah. And they, just watching them to, like, help my students was, like, mind-blowing. And anyway, what happened was we ended up, Melody was also looking around, and she she kind of said, Sarah, just hold on a second. Cause there's something brewing. And I'm like, okay, I got time. We, we ended up, this is the whole cotton and steel uh, part of my career where, yeah. you know, Melody went to RGR and pitched to them a new division of five designers and it would be a new modern division for them. So we did cotton and steel for, we were the founding designers and we just rocked it
0: out for a few years. That was so fun to watch. My God, that was so fun to watch when I kind of realized what was happening. And I think it was, I don't know, over Insta, Instagram or whatever. It was just like, look at these women go. It was so inspiring. It's really great.
1: It was so fun. It was, it's rare for me to like, I I felt like I dropped everything and like changed course for, for this. Right. Yeah, Yeah. Um, and it it was just too good of an. There we were given a budget to do uh, a dream, and so yeah, we did it. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to miss out on that. So we did it, and we I think we really made some inspiring things happen in the industry. Um, I think we were doing it for about five years, and you know things didn't go well at the end, and a lot of people know the story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> didn't go well, and we we parted ways with the company uh and we all were like what do we do now Mm -hmm. we're not gonna go anywhere alone for fabric ever again because now we're like sisters so melody started pitching to other companies and i started crafted moon because i was like i'm not waiting to do another thing i gotta do this first
0: Yeah. (laughs) yeah
1: So I, yeah, I started Crafted Moon and Crafted Moon is a stationary brand that's dedicated to crafty homebodies. So it's like, you know, people that knit. And so- I
0: love the niche you fill. It's great.
1: Yeah, thank you. It's, I was like, you know what? It is a tiny little, it's very specific, but I really think it will go somewhere. And it, it did great for a couple of years. And honestly, if we, I like right now it's kind of in a holding state. It's more- mm. um like 2020 kind of hit us. Uh, we had to make some changes. So it's kind of in a holding state, but what we did was we switched gears and I just decided to start teaching online. Cause I'm like, yeah, we're going to be home. That's what I need to be doing. <laughs> and people
0: want that. And, 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 you know, it's just a different niche. It's just shifting. It's shifting from a shifting your approach, which I think is very welcomed.
1: Yeah. You, you have to pivot when Your family depends on it, especially at that time. My husband, he was working full time. He's a videographer and a photographer. He was working full time and he was just having a hard time at his job. It was getting to the point where it was like, you know, just so many things changed and the people in charge were different. And it wasn't the same, like really fun and creative environment that it started as. So I was like, you should come home and work for Crafted Moon. (laughs) I love that. So did that work? It did. It did. It worked for a year. And, um, and then when COVID hit, it was like, okay, well, we have kids home now. And he stayed home with the kids and I, I had started the online teaching. So that's kind of how we made, we've always been like tag, you it always helped each other.
0: That's a lucky balance. But it, so does he video your courses?
1: Yeah. <laughs> he showed me how to do it but I won't let him like stand there and videotape. Right. right. laugh the whole
0: time. Set it up and then leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So what, what, what we have done is he's shown me as much as he can. And he showed me how to use um, Adobe Premiere, which is, I'm like, you're lucky this is in the uh, creative suite because it still feels a little bit like Photoshop, but in a right. video editing. Um, so I still, I, I kind of do a lot of the editing so, so that he can do his job now. But yeah, he takes all my photos and he does set everything up for me. And then I kick him out.
0: So are your girls following along creatively? Do they, do they love to get their hands dirty and paint or?
1: Yes, they, they're so much fun. That's why I'm like, what my goal is, is to, I'm working towards to a place where I just work for less hours of the day so that I can come home. Like I want to pick them up sooner so we could hang out more, but there's so much fun. Willow and Violet. Those are my daughters. They're very rebellious and charming and funny. Well, with, with you two parents.
0: Yeah. What a wonderful, you know, life. It's just so interesting how it goes and what we learn and, and the paths we take, you know, I just think it's great. And I think when you, again, full circle back to when you have that creative place to go back to whether the world's in a place that we don't understand, or, you know, our kids are at ages, we are trying to handle in a different way. It's just, it's wonderful that we can, you guys can share that together as a family and, and make it work for you.
1: Yeah. They, uh, they, they made us cause we were like the, you know, we had a lot of fun in our twenties. Like we lived in the city and did all kinds of hanging out with our friends and going and traveling. We made sure to do it because we were like, we're going to have kids one day. Yeah. So We got the traveling out of our system and, but yeah, and then they, they just, they keep it super interesting. And they, they put a lot of, like, for me, they made me kind of realize what, what was the most important that I needed to do. And that was to be working less for sure.
0: What I'm curious, since you've had a really interesting path and you've recreated, but just it's, it's not because like, oh, I need to change who I am. It's opportunities came along that you've grabbed where would you like to see yourself in like five years? What do you see for your family, for your, for your career? Do you have kind of a, like, I wish, I hope it goes this way kind of thought.
1: Yeah, I do. I do. I have, oh, I love doing, um, I used to not be a big planner, but now I obsessively plan, uh, which is why I believe people can be whatever they want. You can Mm -hmm. change anything about yourself. Like I, I thought, I could never plan and i'm kind of scatterbrained and all this stuff but i proved myself wrong and anybody else that thought it you just gotta make it a habit anything is just making it a habit
0: there's a class for you to teach. oh i know right <laughs> yeah yes please
1: <laughs> there's a book called atomic habits it's a and, good one. oh
0: wasn't it good yes everybody should read that atomic habits i'll put it in the show notes for sure
1: Yeah. I have never missed twice written on my, my mirror in my bathroom. It just kind of helps me to remember not to, if I'm, there's something I want to do. I don't want to skip it two times in a row.
0: (laughs) It's such an important thing to remember if something's at you or if it's needling your brain, like, yeah, never miss twice. It's good. Anyway, five years.
1: Yeah. So, um, I would like to, that these are my, these are, these are dreams, but dreams can come true. I wanna be working like 20 hours a week. I would like to have time to travel and to, um, one of the things that we fantasize about is building our own, own house on a piece of land and having a farm. Love it. I don't wanna take care of the animals, but Scott really does.
0: As long as somebody wants to, cause that's, that, <laughs> yeah.
1: that never ends. I'm like, hey Scott, you can even hire someone if you need to, but I wanna pet them all day and occasionally feed them. <laughs>
0: It's a good thing to understand from the beginning. Yeah.
1: There's just, we have so many animals now I'm like, oh my gosh. But I do, I want horses and all kinds of animals. So we'll, we'll figure it out. I love that.
0: And do you see your art? Do you want to continue to grow your own business? Do you see more classes mixed with product? You know, how does that have a plan in your mind?
1: Yeah, I... I'm in a very weird space with what I want with my actual art. I want to keep doing fabric, obviously. That's my favorite, favorite. And I do want to do products. And I kind of am thinking about moving Crafted Moon to like a print-on-demand option. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They have uh, increased the quality of print-on-demand significantly over the years. Yeah. So I think that is an option. Um, I definitely, I have fantasies about having my own like line of like quirky goods. Like that's more of my style and not crafted moon. Yeah. But the teaching thing is, I think my biggest focus right now, because it's honestly, it's more fulfilling than any job I've gotten. And I've worked with a lot of different people and it's just not as, it's not as long lasting of a feeling of contribution and and love, you know?
0: Oh, I love how you put that. I really think the most rewarding part, at least for me in my career, is watching other artists kind of come into their own and doing that through teaching. For you, you're sharing your your creativity and your knowledge with others, and I love how you put that because it really is longer lasting and you affect more people. You know, when you when you design a really great, you know, mug that I was going to say mug. <laughs> <laughs> it's only going to be there for a while. And when you can help somebody else hone their skills and make their life something that they had been dreaming of, that's pretty fantastic.
1: Yeah. And I like, it's funny. Cause I said mug, but my friend Alexia from Ruby star, she designs mugs, but not the pattern on the mug. She literally builds them out of clay and the process for that is amazing. It takes so long. Like, I would like to do that kind of mug designing for sure. <laughs> that would be. I think cool. you should. But uh, I, I think that yeah, I really I get a lot from teaching emotionally, and I think that that is kind of what I've been missing from you know working behind a computer all these years. And one of the things that I'm starting next year, which I'm really excited about, is a a membership. I'm going to do a membership. Cool. I cannot see all of the details in this moment, but it will definitely be a, an art membership where you learn different art skills.
0: Oh, that's great. That's so great. I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, awesome. well, when you do that, come back and we'll talk about that here too.
1: Yeah. I love talking to you. Oh, okay. So
0: tell me, tell me who's inspiring you. You've mentioned a couple of great ones.
1: Yeah. So for me, it's been the last two years have been the most uncomfortable years of my life because Mm -hmm. I've always had art in the bag, so to speak, Um, but not marketing. I think that I thought I had really good business skills and I did, but I did not have good marketing skills. Interesting.
0: Very good point.
1: Yeah. It's kind of crazy how it's a whole different world of it's, it's a big deal to be really good at marketing.
0: It really is. And it makes all the difference.
1: Yeah. So the, for inspiration, my, my family, I know everybody's like my fam. No, I'm serious. My family is hilarious and they're my best friends. And that is who I'm talking my husband and my daughters and my chosen family, meaning friends. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I, they, they are so fun. They're just so fun. And they're, they always have, they just cheer me on and my daughters are wild. They're going to, they're going to be a headache, but I love them so much.
0: That's so great. That's so great.
1: (laughs) And then um, as far as uh, in the industry, I've been, I've been actually being mentored by quite a few people uh, in the last two years. And that, that was part of the part of me saying that I've been feeling uncomfortable. It's because I'm learning right now. I'm very much Mm. getting again, kind of like when you go to school and you're like, Oh, I hope I can get good grades. Like it feels like that. So um, Vanessa Vargas Wilson of the crafty Gemini, she was my first mentor going down this new path of like figuring out teaching and everything. And then we have. Ebony Love from Lovebug Studios. She is amazing. She's been extremely helpful. And, and then I have Bonnie Christine. Uh, okay. she, yeah, she's amazing. She has, she's actually has a an Illustrator surface design class that helps you craft your career in surface design. And she teaches yeah. Adobe Illustrator. She's awesome.
0: Yeah. She really does such a fantastic job.
1: And then the, the mark makers, which is the mastermind that I'm in and, and then my gym buddies.
0: That's awesome.
1: Exercise has gotten me emotionally far.
0: (laughs) It it saves us really that thing. I mean, often when we exercise our creativity, sure, but there's something about those endorphins and moving and feeling better about yourself. That's important.
1: It is. I, I, if I'm not careful, I can slip into depression. And that's why I have to be like around the people I love and moving my body as much as possible and, and stimulating my creative needs because I mean, what's not to be depressed about right now, you know,
0: (laughs) exactly. But that's a fantastic trio to, to kind of that tripod to, to lift you up out. It really is
1: it helps. It helps big time. I know it's funny. Cause they're always like, you should eat right and exercise. And we're all like, ah, oh, I just want to drink beer, but it really is helpful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is helpful. It is helpful. Thank goodness for every once in a while, you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I'm
0: super excited just to hear where you are. Cause it's been a while since we've had a chance to catch up and, and I just, I love watching you through, you know, the small squares and watching those beautiful daughters. And I'm so excited about this class. It feels so right for you and and so right for those who will be lucky enough to join you. So hop on today to the three days of free intro to the Photoshop class and then be inspired from there, everybody. And thanks to Miss Sarah Watson. We'll have you back.
1: Margo, you're so awesome. Oh gosh, thanks. I just,
0: I love talking to you and we'll see you in class. That's it for this episode of Windowsill Chats. Thanks so much for being here with me. It's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations with the fantastic people and wonderful friends that I've met and made along the way. Make sure you subscribe to Windowsill Chats on your favorite podcast app, and please share it with a friend. And if this episode spoke to you, I'd really appreciate it if you would also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the bottom of the episode you've just listened to, and it'll let you leave a review. If you have any questions or want to check out more details or inspiration that we talked about, head over to the show notes at windowsillchats.com or tantostudio.com. They'll both take you to the same place. I can't wait to share more stories with you again next week. I value your time and I absolutely believe in your potential. Have a great one, everyone, and stay creatively curious.